3: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Welcome, everybody. We have a Believe in Crossover special edition as week one looms. Exciting times. We got the guys, Dennis and Stan from Believe in Raiders. Of course, Lo and I with Believe in Chargers. Gentlemen, welcome. It's going to be a fantastic crossover, huh? Oh man, uh, I'm ecstatic! You know, start of the season, we got uh,
3: the we got uh, the Rams and the Bills tonight. Uh, beautiful season, man! I can't wait. So it's it's all good for me.
2: Me too. AFC West, they are no buys in this division this year, gentlemen. No, uh, I, I to- totally agree
0: with I all you guys. It. it's going to be a hell of a season. I think that we look at the AFC West. I think it may be the best division in football. Just looking oh, yeah. at it on paper, looking at the quarterbacks, you say God. Pick your choice. Name the top quarterbacks, one through four. Have fun. Try to put them online. I mean, it's uh, got some pro bowlers, got some great quarterbacks, going to probably some Hall of Famers on this list. So uh, this is awesome to see where these guys are. And it's a young group of guys, except with exception of Russell Wilson. Yeah,
1: it's It should be incredibly exciting. Should be incredibly exciting, everybody. Week one, I know what we're all going to be doing on Sunday, we're going to be sitting and not moving an inch from wherever we are going to be. But the headliner, of course, for us is Chargers Raiders week one, Justin Herbert versus Derek Carr, two teams that are completely revamped. The debut of Devontae Adams for the Raiders, the debut of a plethora of Chargers. So I'll start with the Raiders, gentlemen. As a Raider fan, what are you guys looking forward to most? We're going to get into our predictions and what we're thinking of the game. But if you had to pinpoint one thing for both of y'all as Raiders fans, what are you most looking forward to seeing in this game?
3: Yeah.
2: Stan, I'll let you start it.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, what I'm looking for most is
3: uh, obviously I want to see the cohesion between Derek Carr and uh, Devontae Adams. Everything that has been so publicized, uh, so widely publicized between the two of them going all the way back to their days at Fresno State. But uh, more importantly, I need to see the trenches. I need to see exactly how that offensive line is going to play because if you can't protect the quarterback, it don't matter who you got at receiver, you can't get the ball to him if you're you're laying, you're laying on your back. And then just, you know, the trenches, even on the defense side of the ball, as far as what are they going to be able to do to get after this pass uh, with, uh, obviously, Max Crosby. We got Chandler Jones, but helping out what seems to be a patchwork secondary in the back end. So to me, I want to see just for the glitz and the glamour, the cohesion between Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, but more importantly, the trenches and how they're going to be able to uh, match up against these Chargers.
0: When you guys look at the when you guys look at the matchup and you think about I agree with Stan. I think it's No, I was just gonna ask and add with a little bit more to ask what have you guys seen most out of your the the coach? You think about a coach that's been in Belichick's disciple, been in Belichick's tree. How has he changed? How is this Raider team any different from what we've seen in the previous? You guys know one of the most penalized teams. What has Mm -hmm. been the most difference and what do you think he's gonna bring to this Raider organization?
3: Yeah, you want that?
2: I think it's the discipline. I, th- I think it's the discipline, don't you, stand? I mean, would they have one, maybe one? They had very few penalties in the preseason, which is, we all know, very, very unrater like and I think it's, that's been a point of emphasis not only through uh, the OTAs, but training camp and in preseason as well, the emphasis on taking care of the little things, being a disciplined football team, don't hurt yourself.
3: Yeah, uh, like I said, I, I like where Da, I like where you're going with it. But to answer your question, Lo, I would probably say remains to be seen, just because uh, Josh McDaniels. We all saw what happened when he got the head coaching job for the Denver Broncos, and then obviously when he went over to the St. Louis Rams, and then went back to New England, where he's had all of his all of his success. So. I would say that it's, it remains a work in progress. It remains to be seen exactly what you're going to see differently out of this team because the offensive line, they did not make sure to shore that up. The secondary, they did not shore that up. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly how is Josh is going to be able to maneuver throughout having a weak offensive line? Is he going to get the ball out quicker, out of uh, Derek, ha- Derek Carr's hands quicker, things like that? So that's why I say to me it remains to be seen and I'll go ahead and just say this. This is something that floated across me about maybe a couple weeks ago and I'll just throw it to both of you guys, DA, I already know your opinion on it. When the Raiders played the Patriots in the preseason, how apparently from everything I'm hearing, the Patriots were using the Raiders facility. Not trust there. Not Allegiant Stadium, no, not the stadium. They were using the, the Raiders facility like day to day because, you know, they got in a few days ahead of time. They had the joint practices, things like that. The Patriots were using the Raiders facility. Yeah, you heard me right. They were using the Raiders facility. And to me, uh, that, that's bizarre. I'm just going to go ahead and use that word rather than. Use profanity. That's bizarre. <laughs> so just off of that alone, when you ask a question, low like, what do I see differently? I, I see that, but I don't know if that's
1: necessarily positive. Lo, that's not the norm, is it? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I
0: was a little. That's why I was a little quiet here because you know I was a little quiet of it. Wow, I've never heard uh, that happen. I've never Thank seen you. Anything like that happen? That's very very bizarre. Wow, didn't know that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm caught I, off guard.
0: Very, very, very much so. I, I, I too want to see how, how, how the Raiders, what they, what who they are, this new yeah. identity. You look at the Raiders, and let's face it, they are one game away last year. You look at the way they played the Cincinnati Bengals; they're ten seconds away from tying that game, maybe going to overtime, maybe even wow. winning that game. So let's be fair and balanced with it, and say, okay, the Raiders did play and get further than the Chargers did last year. So I'm looking for this game because I want to see who this Charger team is too. I want to see, okay, now you went out and got Cleo Mack. Okay, you know, Derwin James, you you solidified your defense. You got better. You went out and got bigger and physical inside. You alluded to the biggest thing that we talk about, we both played this game, is in the trenches. Game Mm -hmm. of won and lost in the trenches. I want to see how – the Raiders offensive line can hold up against the Raiders, you know, the, the Raiders, the, send the Chargers offensive line holds up against the Raiders defense, especially with Channel Jones and, you yeah. know, the two pass rushers. These are going to be two, you got two, two sets of elite pass rushers in my, uh, both teams have some great pass rushers. So it's going to be by attrition. So I'm looking forward to the offensive lines uh, battling against these defensive lines.
1: I'd say a few things that I've also uh, noticed I, as well is that we're, we're talking about you know Josh McDaniels and his debut as the Raiders head coach. It's also a very important year for Brandon Staley. I mean, he's coming yeah. off a, a first year where, listen, the, the team likely should have made the postseason, and he was questioned for a lot of the aggressive decisions that he's made. And now, Lowe and I talk about all the time, there's not much more excuses for Coach Staley with the Chargers. He's built out his defense for every guy that he's had in the past. He had Khalil Mack in his Fangio scheme. He got Bryce Callahan, who he worked with in Denver in Chicago he's got all his guys on defense and now this is a very important year although these two young head coaches are in different places McDaniel's getting another shot at it versus Saley's first crack at it these are both Big-time, prove-it-to-me kind of years for these head coaches, even though they're very early in their respective tenors. And, guys, the Chargers open up at minus three-and-a-half point favorites. So go over to betonline.ag. Remember, it's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests. I got Chargers minus three-and-a-half. I know the Raiders guys ain't taking Chargers three-and-a-half. I'll tell you that on that spread. But go over to betonline. Use our promo code believe fifty. To receive your fifty percent welcome bonus. So what what's the bet here, gentlemen? What's what's the bet here? You taking Raiders outright money line plus three and a half? Come on now, let's not be biased.
2: Uh. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm not. Trust me. One, no, there's one thing Stan and I are not. We're definitely not biased. I have a question for you guys. Justin Herbert in the first matchup last year threw the ball 38 times and the Chargers won. And in the, the final oh, yeah. game of the regular season, one of the best games I think I've ever seen, he threw the ball 64 times. What is the over under for Justin for the Chargers to be effective
1: and balanced as well? It's a it's a great question. I think you know you you brought up two fantastic adjectives there: effective and balanced. Right, that's very important in Joe Lombardi's offense. You don't want Justin Herbert slinging the ball sixty plus times. The reason they had to in that game is because of circumstantial situation. They had no run game going. The offensive line was degraded. It was Week eighteen. Hopefully, with this revamped offensive line, they have a good balance of run versus pass scheme. I think if you're looking to see him throw the ball, you know mid thirties times a game. I think that's kind of what you're looking for with someone like Justin Herbert. Just just because he has that cannon, just because he has pinpoint precision doesn't mean you have to use it all the time. And of course, Lorenzo is saying you guys play in the league. You got to keep the defense true, right? You got to get that yeah. play action going. You got to set the tone of the run game, not only with Austin Eckler, but with guys like Sonny Michelle, such an underrated pickup for these chargers to set the tone of the run game. Because if this team is able to identify an identity with the run game, oh baby, it just makes Justin Herbert that much bigger of a weapon in the pass game. Definitely. Yeah,
0: I'm with you. I'm with you there. I don't think the Chargers need to sit and say, hey, we gotta throw the ball 40 times and win. No, the thing about the Chargers, what they do have, and I think you guys both agree, all of us will probably agree. If they have to throw the ball 50 or 60 times, they can play that way and still win. Mm-hmm. If, but is that is that can you play basketball in the grass on a consistent basis and win? I'm gonna tell you no. And that's why they went out and got Sony. That's why they went out and beat up their line. That's why they said, hey, let's run the ball. We're going to be effective. I think you're gonna see I I, believe it or not, I think Justin Herbert may throw for less yards than he did this last year, this year, because of the fact I think they're going to be more balanced. I think because of the fact they're going to be running the ball because they understand in November and December, January, you have to be able to run the ball. So great question. But I think it's going to be a lot more Mm -hmm. balanced than we saw last year.
1: No doubt about it. I got a question for you Raider folks as well. Um, Obviously, we know about the huge revamped. Uh, you know receiving core with Devontae Adams you get Chandler Jones and listen this is a team that you guys should be feeling very confident it's just everything's relative the AFC is loaded I want to ask y'all this though is there a concern what's your concern level with the offensive line and Derek Carr's protection and his time in the pocket obviously Devontae Adams is one of the best but you need to give your QB time to get the ball to him so especially with guys like Mack and Bosa coming his way so where's your guys's confidence slash concern level with this Raiders offensive line and how (laughs) it can hold up throughout the season shit (laughs) i mean like
3: (laughs) i'm not even gonna sugarcoat it and you know give some political answer about you know that's a point of emphasis or something we gotta keep an eye on man whatever like you got a guy you drafted in the first round just last year and he ain't even on the roster no more and it's not because you traded him away for some you know stud running back or defensive end and he just got caught as part of a trade piece like you just simply let the guy go because you didn't think he was good so that's something that, like I said, already in the opening, that's something that really that, that, that's something that really pains me. That's something that worries me coming into this season, simply because when you look at that AFC West in my low, the AFC West this year is going to be kind of like the SEC of the NFL, sure. in my personal opinion, nice. just because you got Khalil Mack, you got Joey Bosa. You got the Chiefs. They got Chris Jones. You got those guys that are still over there getting after the passer. And then when we look at the Denver Broncos, you got Nick Chubb. They still got a good defense, things like that. So you're going to have to protect the quarterback in this division. And already opening up on Sunday, going against Khalil Mack, former team, and Joey Bosa and then you got Derwin James then you got my man JC Jackson who's Mr. INT that's like his name on Instagram Mr. INT so (laughs) that's something that it, it does not give me high levels of confidence the only thing about your question the only thing that gives me a little bit of glimpse a little a small glimmer of hope is the simple fact that for Tom Brady, for so many years with the New England Patriots, how they would go against teams with good pass rushes, but they would get the ball out of Tom's hands very quickly. Three-step drop. They'd go max pro. Sometimes you got to mix it up so the defense is kept all balanced. That way, when they're thinking that it's going to be a pass, and then you run the ball on a draw. They think it's going to be a run, and then that's when you go ahead and you're able to go ahead and pass or something like that. You get them in the hurry up. Maybe you're able to go ahead and slow down that pass rush because they're tired and they can't sub, things like that. So I'm hoping some of that Bill Belichick, some of that genius is able to rub off on Josh McDaniels. And maybe he has something up his sleeve to go ahead and try to circumvent what is obviously a below average offensive line. That's what gives me a glimmer of hope where Josh McDaniels came from instead of just simply the players on the roster.
2: What's up? you know, one thing I'm going to be looking for on Sunday, and I know the Chargers in the offseason they tried to uh, beef up that run defense. I know that was an issue for them all last year. In fact, Josh Jacobs in the final game of the season he rushed for well over a hundred yards, and I'm wondering if that's the Raiders' uh, game plan on offense. I know we got the shiny new toy and Devontae Adams; everybody wants to see him. Darren Waller appears to be healthy. You got Hunter Renfro, but I'm wondering if the Raiders try to establish the run game, and that way we'll set up play-action pass. And look, at if they could chew up yards and chew up clock, that also keeps the Chargers' explosive offense on the sideline as well. What do you guys think of that?
0: No question. I think you're absolutely right. The Raiders' offense, with with Jacobs, you know that this guy's big. He's run the ball. I like the way this young guy runs the ball. Reminds me a little bit of Curtis Martin, how he, you know, how he ran the ball in between tackles. He likes to get north and south. Got one wiggle, a couple little wiggles there. He's a physical runner. Yeah, without a doubt, the Raiders wanna get ahead and win on first and second down. And then that way you could notify the pass rush. Now you got it, you know, third and short, third and short. And now you yeah. can quick throw, get the ball out of Carr's hand quick, or you can run the ball on third and two, third and three. So yes, the Raiders, I think that that's gonna be that that is going to have to be key for them to try to win on first and second down. And, and the Chargers are going to have to be bulk. And that's why the Chargers got bigger and better up front, like you just alluded, because they know they're going to have to win on first and second down. They have to get, they have to, the Chargers can be a great team. If this team can stop teams on first and second down and get them in third and five or more, the Chargers are going to be a tough out because of the fierce pass rush they can have. And especially keeping Bolsa and, and, and we know Khalil Mack, if we can keep those two guys healthy, because if it's third and two, or third and three, you're wasting those guys and you're gonna wear them out mm-hmm. because that's not the key to their success.
1: Here's here's what I think is a is a huge key to this game, and I don't think it's being discussed enough, is the importance of JC Jackson and his health going into this game. Because People don't realize that the Chargers did bolster up that secondary. They did add J.C. Jackson. They did add Bryce Callahan. They still don't have that depth, though, if they, they can afford a big injury in that secondary. I mean, take a look. J.C. Jackson had one of the highest shadow rates at 60% of the National Football League last year. They don't have him. I mean, who are the Chargers going to have to guard Devontae Adams? They're not going to have undersized Asante Samuel Jr. or undersized Bryce Callahan. I mean, sure, Derwin's your queen chess piece. You can play him high. You can play him low. but. You may have to have him in the pass, which you may have to have him playing linebacker at times. You don't want to have him having to be on Devontae Adams the whole night. So J.C. Jackson, remember, underwent ankle surgery on – august 23rd he got out of that walking boot yesterday he didn't practice today but he's going to be a game time decision for the chargers and he's the guy that you're going to have on Devonte adams all night long and i'll tell you Devonte, although he knows that he can beat anybody one-on-one is certainly hoping that jc ain't ready to go on sunday because that's going to be a, a, a big time matchup to watch and a big time blow for the chargers if he ain't there i mean guys talk to me about that i mean that completely changes the complexion of this game doesn't it? if no jc jackson on Devontae adams is gonna have a field day
3: Oh, no doubt about it. That changes the complete complexity of the game. And I think that for that, you would probably see uh, Los Angeles probably come out and try to establish the run a little bit more, try to go ahead and have that ball control yeah. type of offense to keep the Las Vegas Raiders off of the field, keep Devontae Adams on the sideline where that's probably the best way that you're able to cover him. And then, obviously, in the pass game, you're going to have to go ahead and get after the quarterback even more. Uh, Joe, Joey Bosa, obviously, a uh, uh, Khalil Mack, people like that, Derwin James, we all know he's going to be kind of like you, you just said, your king chess piece. He's more of kind of like that big Big nickel, somebody you can move around the field, stops the run, can go over there and man up a Darren Waller as a tight end, things like that. But you don't want to put him on a Devontae Adams because that's going to be a mismatch. So, yeah, if J.C. Jackson can't go, it's going to have to be more by committee as a team to go ahead and try to contain Devontae Adams rather than just put Mr. INT on him.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to roll my coverage. If I'm if I'm the Chargers this week, I'm going to roll my coverage for Devontae Adams. Yeah. Uh, if all things being equal, you know that. If all things being equal, players are going to make plays. Coach's mm-hmm. job is to make decisions that's going to help determine the outcome of the game. What do I mean by that? If you have Jerry Rice, if you play man to man against Jerry, the great Jerry Rice, he that player is going to make plays. If yep. you gotta be a coach that said, I'm gonna make a decision that's gonna help the out- the outcome of the game. I'm gonna roll coverage. So if Devontae Adams, I'm not saying he's Jerry Rice, but he's a great receiver, you roll coverage. Now you got someone playing high and low. So now you make the quarterback hole at one-two, and he's gotta look off of him because Devontae beats the first one, now he's gotta beat the second one. And you see receivers a lot of times you've seen it, you played it, they get frustrated because yeah. now they know they got double coverage. They're trying to and now. The pressure should be there. I would do that, and I would beat Waller up on the line. I'm making sure that I put a hand on Waller because he's too fast for a tight end. He's too fast, fast for a linebacker, and he's too physical for a corner. Because mm-hmm. Waller Waller is a beast. So I'm beating him up at the line with the playing a linebacker over him. Don't let him have a free release. And you gotta hope that your press rush can get there. That's the two guys. I'm gonna let the I'm gonna let the guys do the possession receiver. See if he can beat me. See if mm-hmm. he you know say okay. Can he beat you? Can he beat you for four quarters? He's going to get his plays, but he's not a game changer. He's a
2: chain mover.
3: Couldn't have said it better myself.
2: I'm curious, guys. How much is I mean, that defense? Do you think improved? The Chargers' defense in the off season?
1: Oh, tremendously. I mean, night night and day on on paper, at least, right? And on and paper, it's we're...
2: on paper, it's improved. It's improved tremendously, right? And, in, exactly. On paper,
1: yes. And, that, and that's why Lorenzo and I keep harping on it, more so me. I'm not going to throw Lorenzo under the bus with me about Brandon Staley and how he's got everybody that he needs now, right? Yep. You not only you got those pass rush guys, but you got Sebastian Joseph Day, who is one of the top interior defensive linemen. You got Austin Johnson, who is one of the most consistent interior defensive linemen. Check. Your front four is done. Your secondary, check. Darwin James, best safety in the game. J.C. Jackson, one of the best press man, man cover corners in the game. Bryce Callahan, Asante Samuel Jr., and there was a lot of questions about the Chargers' linebacking core. Kenneth Murray going to a third-year first-round pick. They quite haven't seen what they got for him, but they signed Kyle Van Noy, a veteran who you know won Super Bowls in New England, who's a pro, who's a professional, knows how to get it done. So on paper, it's good, but we all know things on paper don't always translate to the field. Mm-hmm. Now it's up to Coach yep. Staley. This is where he needs to make his money. Can he coach these guys up into creating an elite defense? Because Charger fans know, Dennis, and Stan, that if this team goes down in a bad way, it's not going to be because of their offense. They have too good of a quarterback and too good of weapons to be bad offensively. Now, for once and for forever, their offensive line's pretty loaded as well. They have an all-pro franchise left tackle. They're loaded on the line. Now the question becomes, can this defense, A, stay healthy, and B, can this defense produce... And, you know, those are questions that I don't have a crystal ball to. Chargers fans don't, and hopefully Brandon Staley does. Let us
0: let us reverse that and ask you guys, if you guys are looking at matchups, where is the Raiders, where does the Raiders have its biggest advantage? Go through to you guys, compare and contrast, you know, the, 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 the advantages and disadvantages of, of, of this matchup.
3: We're talking about uh... – as a team from top to bottom are we talking about offense are we talking about defense or are we just talking about just
0: I- i'm talking about i'm talking about a team from top to bottom if we're going to say okay guys let's just go with the quarterback position do do you guys give Herbert a huge advantage do you guys say is it is it is, is it a 100 yards passing difference is with one quarterback who's going to make more mistakes if we're talking about let's start with the franchise of both organizations okay where, where do you guys sit with the quarterback position
3: at the quarterback position, I would just go ahead and I'll say it flat out, even though this is Believe in Raiders podcast, that right now I think Justin Herbert is better than Derek Carr. You're real. Period. Justin uh, Herbert's 6'4", I, I, I Six disagree. four, six five. Uh, the big, Chargers did big. a
2: great job last year against Derek Carr. He right. When you think about
0: the receiver core, the core receiver – what what do you guys think? And we're just talking about just the offensive side Ooh. of ball. Worried about core receivers.
3: That right and there, now and tight
0: end, add tight ends and running backs. Core receiver. Talk about mm. advantages and disadvantages.
3: I would probably go with to me. That's either a a wash or b. Uh, advantage Raiders because of I having agree. a Dar- Darren Waller, having a Hunter Renfro, having obviously Devontae Adams. Like I said, I love Keenan Allen. Mike Williams has really started coming into his own plane at the level of the potential that everybody saw with him coming out of Clemson. And then obviously, I've always liked Austin Eckler catching the ball out the backfield, I always have. So, uh, and then Sonny Michelle, he's going to be another addition. So I would go slight edge to the Raiders on that as far yeah. as receiving game.
0: I'm going slide edge receivers for Raiders. I got receivers, but when you add the running backs, I yeah. think that's the hitting yardage because you guys know Eckler is pretty amazing mm-hmm. in the pass game.
3: Yes, he is. No doubt about it.
1: Stan, yeah. uh, I mean Dennis. Okay, well, what I was going to say is um, I, I I couldn't agree more. I you know Lo, you think that Eckler gives the Chargers the edge. I think Waller gives the Raiders the edge. Uh, Darren Waller is just listen. The tight end, the the tight end position has become a little bit obsolete in in the game of football, but there's still four to six guys where you're like, okay, these guys are in a different class, and then the Mm -hmm. rest you can, you know, you can kind of rotate through throughout Mm -hmm. the years, right? You got Mark Andrews, you got George Kittle, you got Travis Kelsey, and then right there, right behind those core three is Darren Waller, and what a fantastic story Darren Waller is. He's proven he's got the speed, he's got the size, he's got the agility and he's a top five tight end in the National Football League and what the Chargers are going in this year with Gerald Everett and kind of a tight end of committee so uh, uh, Dennis I know you wanted to uh, chime in on that so what were your thoughts on kind of that position group battle between the Chargers and Raiders?
2: Well at quarterback I definitely think the Chargers have the advantage with Justin Herbert I mean you look at last year's game Derek Carr didn't even throw for 200 yards in either contest Uh, whatever whatever reason the Chargers have, have defensed him very well but When you're talking to skill position players, I mean, like this with Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, you got Darren Waller. I'm curious to see how much Josh McDaniels plays Josh Jacobs. They're going to go running back by committee. I mean, Stan, you and I talked about this. The Raiders kept five running backs. I mean, I think you can make the case that the Raiders in the AFC West, I mean, I know there's a lot of talented skill positions, but I think the Raiders have the best skill positions in that division.
3: Hmm. Denver Broncos, Kansas City Chiefs. But yeah, because of, because of Tariq Hill is no longer with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I, I I could see where you're going with that, with them being uh with them having the best skill guys in the in the division.
0: Okay, okay. now I, I'm I'm with you guys. I think we I think that's I, I just because I want to go through this and then we will get to our our predictions when we get there. So, okay, now let's switch to the opposite side of the ball. Let's just talk about secondary. Let's start with the secondary. How do you what do you Chargers? Guys yeah. I, I agree too. I think yeah. the Chargers have a better secondary. I don't want to cut I
3: don't want to cut you off low, but like I see where you're going with it. No, come on, Next. you, know, you got to finish. Next. You, know, you got to finish.
2: <laughs> yeah, because the Raiders have so many question marks in that secondary. I mean, they revamped it again and there's it's just the the unknown. I mean, Rocky seen, we haven't seen him play for the Raiders. We know Nate Hobbs is good. He played in the slot a lot last year. Now they're going to line him up all over the place and I imagine Stan, wouldn't you think that he's going to be on Keenan Allen throughout this game?
3: Uh, maybe so. But to me, I just I'm not sure that you have the type of personnel to actually have somebody shadow a Keenan Allen, because if you go and take away Keenan Allen, you remember the touchdowns that Mike Williams is scoring in week 18 of the season finale (laughs) last year on on NBC Sunday Night Football. So that's why to me. I just don't think that you necessarily have the personnel, which is what pains me, which is what annoys the living you know what out of me. You don't have the personnel to actually have a travel guy. And then also with the the type of weapons that L.A. has, even if you have somebody travel with a Keenan Allen, you still got to have somebody to be able to deal with Mike Williams. Like You can't just treat him like he's a slouch. So that's why I've always said for many episodes on this podcast uh, prior to this one, and I'll say it again, that's why it is going to come down it's going to be incumbent upon Max Crosby and Chandler Jones to get after the quarterback this year and both of them play at an all pro level because that to me will be the best pass defense versus any sort of coverage configuration any sort of rolling of the
1: coverage or anything like that in the back end in my opinion. Really quick as well, you know Stan you you, you talk about you know the effect mike williams will have if keenan allen continues to get doubled or shadowed i don't know how much of the national football league knows his name chargers fans do josh palmer uh, a young emerging receiver that the chargers have out of tennessee they're expecting some massive things from josh palmer this year as well and he's kind of an up-and-coming star in this game that not a lot of heads know about. Right now, but he's one of the NFL's biggest prime candidates to break out this year. So, if the Chargers even add another elite weapon in that receiving core, it's going to make defenses that have, you know, thin secondaries pay the price. And it's really going to make opposing teams have to have depth uh, in that secondary. Well, gentlemen, you know, as we wrap it up, I think it's time that we all go around the horn and and talk about our score predictions. Lorenzo Neal, I'm putting you on the spot, my man. You're going first. Chargers, Raiders, 125. Doesn't get better than that, baby. Who do you got? Who do you got?
0: I think both teams are going to be a little – you know, it's gonna, both teams are trying to establish who they are. And it's going to be some. – you're going to see some mistakes. Both uh, both quarterbacks will throw the ball. They'll throw it away. We'll give an interception. I'm looking at this – you know, 30 – I'm going to say 35, 35 – 35-24 Chargers. Chargers just got too much. Too much offensive power. I just don't think the Raiders' offensive line is going to be able to the, the hold up with the pressure because I think the Raiders are going to become one-dimensional. And not that they don't have the receivers to get back in the game. I don't think they have the offensive line mm. to protect Carr to get them back in the game.
3: All right. Who's next? <laughs> Sam, go for it. Oh, Sam, okay. Okay. Sam, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. like Okay. And I can't disagree with a lot of what Lo was saying. And I'll tell you like this, me personally. I felt the same way last year. Like I can now say it now that we're in September and we're no longer in January, but there was a part of me that was surprised that the Raiders were able to go ahead and reel off those four straight wins or five straight wins, whatever it was last year, simply because I thought the secondary was an issue and they found ways to go ahead and circumvent those issues. And I feel, I feel maybe, I'm, maybe this is wishful thinking they're going to be able to overcome some of the blemishes, some of those uh, so, some of those shorthands as far as uh, on the offensive line and in the defensive back end to still be able to come out victorious, I would go ahead and say 30 to 27 Raiders.
2: Dennis? All right, I'll go next. Look, I think the Raiders with a new coach, new coaching staff, uh, 10 rookies on this roster, uh, a lot of new faces on this roster as well. I think it's going to take a little time for them to gel, to blend. Um, I know Raider fans won't like to hear it, but I am going with the Chargers. Uh, High-scoring game, 34-24, 34-27, somewhere in there. But I just don't think the Raiders can keep up with the Chargers, and I think the Raiders start the season 0-1-1.
1: Yeah, I, I I got the charge as well. Stan, Stan's the, the the guy on the island here, but he he believes in his dog. He believes in his dogs. He in his dogs. <laughs>
3: hey hey, wishful thinking. I can't disagree with anything you guys are saying, man. I'm just I'm hoping that whatever it is that's in the magic. That wasn't there last year because I was surprised they put they reeled off four straight wins. I was I'm not going to lie to you, but somehow somewhere they did even beating the Chargers season finale Sunday night football NBC Where in years past. They would have lost that game. So whatever magic, whatever, whatever special was going on, I'm hoping wishful thinking that that will still seep over into 2022.
1: No doubt. The Chargers look to get revenge on the Raiders, you know, from their avenging their week 18 loss. Listen, Vegas knows something that basically 99% of planet Earth doesn't. They know games are going to be close. They know games are not going to be close. Three and a half means it's going to be a fairly competitive game. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm not going to hedge my bet against Vegas. They know something that I don't. So it should be, uh, you know, a fairly close game. You know, considering this game's at home, considering this is year three of Herbert, I just think the Chargers have a little bit too much firepower. Uh, and, and they're going to find a way to win this football game, although this could come to the end. This can come to a final drive, and I would not be surprised just because of the weapons that the Raiders have, and they have an offensive mastermind in, in Josh McDaniels. So should be a good one, gentlemen. Well, we uh, appreciate having everybody on. It should be uh, an exciting Sunday. I know I'm already working to find my spot on the couch that I'm not going to be moving for for uh, 10-plus hours on Sunday, so it's going to be an absolute pleasure. And uh, Raiders, Stan, Dennis, it's great chatting <laughs> with you as always, gentlemen. We gotta oh,
0: do it man. again, guys. We gotta Enjoy do it, it
1: again soon. Oh yeah, we definitely gotta do this Absolutely. again when uh yeah, a lot of fun. during the second
3: matchup, man. This is fun. <laughs> no worries. It was no the worries. season is here. Hey, fellas, favorite time of the year, man. Can't beat it.
0: No worries. All Cheers, right, guys. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to Believe.